welcome to the Risa Strong Dojo podcast, where we talk about all things Risa Strong Dojo. Today, we're going to be reviewing Season 3, Episode 22, Tristan. My name is Elliot, and as always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Elliot. Thank you very much. And Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. Uh, I hope you've all had a wonderful New Year in these trying times, and uh, nothing but good times ahead, hopefully. As Sean said, I hope everyone out there is being safe at the moment. Uh, uncertain times, but I guess all we could do is do our best to stay safe and and I guess be kind to everybody. Yes, yes. I heard long ago it's uh, it's nice to be important, but it's much more important to be nice. And so uh, uh, the episode uh, that we're talking about today kicks off with a promo from Kaizuku and... I've got to say, um, I'm not a wrestler myself, but if I was the last person I'd be calling out is Dean Draven. Yeah, um, we did see a bit of a recap of wow, the travesty that happened with uh, our, our fighting champion, El Masarible, being taken out by Dean Draven, who's just, uh, how can someone fall so so quickly from such a high? It's it's beyond me, but uh, I've done a little bit of research into Kaiser and because uh, you know you, you have a look at him there's the polynesian tattoos there's a speaks japanese he he obviously he's a sailor as such and turns out you saw it the way he questioned dean draven about how he is he a man and he challenged him but he didn't even challenge him for the title that's what got me curious that's why i wanted to look in to this masked wrestler and, and it turns out that other than just being, you know, a sailor, he's more of a soldier for fortune and not in the bounty hunter kind of way, more as in he's looking for a fight. He's the man who wants to get his knuckles dirty. And if I was Dean Draven, this guy seems a world traveller. I mean, you, you don't just laugh that kind of challenge off. No, you don't. Um, and I guess it seems as though, as you said, uh, um, he made mention of not wanting the title and more wanting to fight Dean Draven. It does sound, it does seem like, sorry, that um, he's uh, he's here in Wrestle Strong Dojo for a fight more than anything. And if it's a fight he wants, I think he's definitely called out the right person. Oh, yeah. Um, I just hope that uh, he's got eyes in the back of his mask because uh, wherever Dean Draven goes... Uh, the Crossface Club goes with him. And then after that promo, we get a couple of promos uh, uh, before our first match for 2022. Uh, promos from Lasor and Aragon. Um, Aragon's reflecting on, I guess for him, he you know hasn't had a very good run so far um, in Wrestle Strong Dojo and Lasora essentially calling him out. Um, you know, he is the uh, strong style samurai. This leads into the match. The, the first the very first match and it's a pretty good match to kickstart 2022 we have aragon taking on lasora uh, this particular match going six minutes 45 seconds which saw aragon pick up his first uh victory when he was able to pin lasora yeah um very reminiscent of the uh world's strongest slam it was uh a, a, a guy, Aragon's definitely a man who knows how to use his body weight to his advantage. And uh, I was being able to pick up Lasora. He really drove him into the mat. So I don't blame Lasora for not being able to kick out of that. 
Uh, as you did say earlier on, we did have uh, a couple of promos from both men. Uh, I, I must say, Aragon, he may not have been able to get the victories, but he has been impressive. Whereas in this week, he definitely showed that he knows what it takes to get the one, two, three. Yeah, this was a really good match and I think a very good match to kickstart 2022. All relative newcomers in the dojo. Um, Aragon showing that power and that technical wrestling ability that he has, but also Lasora, you know, you saw he's able to use his agility in the ring really well. Um, you know, he obviously loves the chops, which we saw quite a few times in this match. Um, yeah. yeah, a really, really good match to uh, kickstart 2022. I was, uh, I was actually only about three rows back from the ring there and we could feel those chops. That was right in front of me. And uh, yeah, Lasora might not have got a win, but uh, he definitely left his mark. And after this, we go into, seems like Adam Vakar is on the phone and it looks like he needs help in regards to this whole fiasco with Jake Gibson uh, taking him to court. Yeah, um, it seems that Jake Gibson went in the old uh, when in doubt, litigate rule. Um, yeah, Adam Fakar has every right to be fuming that uh, he was ambushed. And even though he acted in self-defense, you might add, I might argue, uh, unfortunately, by not being able to sign the waiver beforehand, uh, he left himself open in his own dojo. So... It's unfortunate, you know, Adam's a fighting champion, but he's frustrated at a guy like uh, Jake Gibson, who we all know will do whatever it takes to get the win. And after that, we get a promo from um, someone who actually was um, calling us out, Sean, Banjo Powers, and what seems like a new segment we'll be seeing on WrestleStrong Dojo, the bull swing. Yeah, yeah. Um... Not only did he uh, he question yourself, he questioned my opinions, questioned your singing, but he also serenaded us with his own uh, song, which can't say I'm a big fan of. I don't think I'll be downloading it. Uh, I wouldn't download the song either. Um, I actually was quite offended that not only would he take a shot at us and our opinions, as you said, I mean, all we do is uh, we, you know, provide our opinions based on what we see. And, you know, we, we're not going to shy away from the truth. But then to insult my singing, uh, yeah, I think he's just taken it too far. And I dare say I'm not going to back away from sharing the truth when it comes to the Crossface Club and their antics and, their, uh, and the way that they go about getting their results. Um, and I don't think you would be either, Sean. No, no, not at all. But, uh, well, we're here to give our opinions on the episodes. And um, we thank the WrestleStrong Dojo fans and the people for letting us do that. But uh, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, Banjo is entitled to his opinion too. So uh, as much as we're, <laughs> we're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. But thanks, Banjo, for the plug. <laughs> so after this, we get a promo from Freya Fury. Yeah, we've seen a little, just only a snippet of Freya 
um, so far. Uh, we did see uh, early on in the preparations for the rumble at the rig, uh, the first rumble of the rig, I believe. And uh, we did see a bit of work from it. This is the first time I think we've heard her speak. So we, we got a bit of inside the mind of Freya Fury. Um, it was uh, spooky, not so much spooky, more eerie, mm-hmm. really. And yeah. uh, I believe she's, uh, I believe what she says, she's determined. Yeah, and uh, got me looking forward to this next match, which saw Frey Fury debut in singles action and Wrestle Strong Doja. She was taking on Eli Lockhart. Uh, this particular match going seven minutes, 58 seconds, when Eli Lockhart was able to get the victory by making Frey Fury tap to, um, you might be able to know, uh, it looked like a Rings of Saturn type move. Yes. Um, Yes, it definitely was. Uh, it's been called other things over time, but once uh, once you can lock an opponent in there, it is nigh impossible to get out. So I'm not sure if Freya actually tapped or the verbally submitted or the referee just saw that I have to finish this right now because there's no way out of it. And if Eli Lockhart kept that on, it would permanently injure Freya Fury. So, look, she she looked good before that. I thought it was a very competitive match. But uh, Eli Lockhart, uh, he won't mind me saying this. He was uh, he was out of this world. <laughs> yeah, it was an excellent showing from Freya Fury. She definitely brought the fire in this match. The crowd were hundred percent behind her. Um, you know, if I must say, um, this Eli Lockhart, this is uh, one of the first times I'm seeing him. Obviously, we saw him in a um, in a six-man tag, uh, but in terms of single yep. action, um, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Sean. I think he's a bit of a D-head. Ooh, strong words, strong words. Um, look, uh, it takes all kinds. What can I say? Uh, Eli definitely got the win there, and uh, I don't think he was there to make any friends. Let's just put it that way. And the promo that we got next was someone who is definitely looking to make friends in particular in the uh, Bristol Strong Dojo women's division and it was a promo from Odyssey uh, calling out Mystic Jess. Yes, uh, Odyssey. Once again, there's someone we've seen only a snippet of so far and uh, uh, she seems like a powerhouse who means business. So Mystic Jess, uh, I guess you really got to watch her back. I've got to say, earlier in the week, Sean, you shared on your Facebook this amazing video of an artist by uh, on the beach. He was drawing this thing and got me intrigued. I didn't know what he was drawing. It just looked so silly. Got to the end, he flips the picture over, and it's a picture of Bruce Lee. I'm thinking to myself, this artist is amazing. He knows how to paint. It was just an amazing painting. This, unfortunately, was not. Uh, what we got next was Lito's Creature Feature, where she was doing a little bit of art herself. And I must say, Lita, if I was you, I'll stick to something you're good at, and that's wrestling, and maybe leave the art to the professionals. Yeah, uh, it wasn't really a Bob Ross special, was it? Uh, yeah, uh, if as you said, stick to your day job and 
from what I understand, your day job at the moment, Lido, is attacking people in Dean Draven matches. <laughs> Watch out, Sean. Mike, uh, you've gone and upset the uh, Crossface Club there, so be careful. Ah, what they did to El Masaribolo was a travesty. I dare say it won't be the last time they turn their back on somebody. They already did it to Adam Fakar. Uh, if they get me, they get me too. Hey, look, someone that we haven't talked about in a very long time on the podcast. I don't know what to make of this um, promo. He's like uh, whistling, uh, seems like happy birthday. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm not really a big fan of the old horror movies, but I've got that, um, I don't know, the ring type effect from Shane Saw. Yeah, when I we talk about spooky and eerie before about Freya Fury, Turn that up to 11. And that's what we got from Shane Saw there. I mean, yeah, wow. Uh, we haven't seen him for a little while. Uh, he has been um, caught in between uh, oh, red tape, essentially, not being able to compete, which for a guy like that, I reckon it turned him mad. Um, as you said, you know, he's unfortunately been a victim of, uh, you know, the situation we find ourselves, you know, globally. Um, a victim but, of circumstance. Yes. And not, not a victim of WrestleStrong Dojo management, as he's claimed in many, uh, <laughs> many seasons beforehand. Yeah, so look, we get to see Shane Saw in action uh, for the first time in a very long time. Uh, in tag team action, uh, we have the Saws taking on Mystic Nation um, you know, in a non-title match. This particular match going 12 minutes, 11 seconds which saw the Mystic Nation pick up the victory when Mystic Jess was able to hit that senton from the uh, from the second rope on uh, Bonesaw and pick up the one, two, three. Yeah, very, very impressive uh, second rope slipping senton to finish from uh, Mystic Jess, something we haven't seen from her before. So it doesn't surprise me that it managed to lay out Bonesaw, who... Did look, uh, he looked very good. We have seen him in a fair few matches so far. He, he's uh, one of the rookies that's come out through the dojo and he's done very well. Uh, paired up with a veteran in Chainsaw, who looks good once again. But uh, the team of Mystic Jess and uh, awkward Alex Irvine, one of our favourites, they got the win. But unfortunately for them, I mean, it was a competitive match. The crowd was definitely into it, but uh, the, the winners, didn't exactly get to celebrate as they'd planned. Unfortunately, they did not because who would enter the ring but the solution? Uh, we see CJ Young come in and attack Alex Irvine. And we also saw Odyssey, as we mentioned before, you know, she was calling out Mystic Jess. And we saw her in action here, essentially just showing her brute strength. And I've got to say um, that Wrestle Strong Dojo Women's Division. I tell you what, you've got something to look out for because Odyssey looks like she means business. Mm-hmm. It definitely means business. And uh, apparently business is good because yeah, she got in there and put a bit of a beating on uh, on poor old Missy Jess. I mean, Jess had just come through a, a really good match, a very competitive match and taken a lot of licks herself. So the fact she was uh, willing to fight a lot against Odyssey there uh, really showed some heart from Jess. But... Yeah, Odyssey. She even managed to pick her up in a choke slam bomb. Essentially, Oof. it it would look it just looked uncomfortable. 
and just a terrible thing. And poor Alex Irvine was on the ground, didn't it? Couldn't even see what was happening to his tag team partner as, uh, yeah, Jack Hellering and uh, CJ Young from the outside. Jack Hellering, obviously the leader of the solution, cheering on everything that happened in the ring. I mean, but between the Crossface Club and and the solution, it, it's just, it it's almost madness in Russell Strong Dojo at the moment. It, no one's safe. No, you, and you're absolutely right. Nobody is safe and... I just looking forward to the day where, you know, we don't see the antics of the solution or the crossface club and we just see good old fashioned professional wrestling. Yeah, that that's the dream. But unfortunately, um, if we thought that was going to be, it would be living in a fantasy land. There's always people that are willing to stab someone else in the back to get for, to get to where they need to be. There's always somebody who's going to cut corners there's always somebody stepping on others on their way to the top. So all we can hope for is the people with a virtuous heart and the tenacity can rise to the top once again. Yeah, and so that's uh, Season 3, Episode 22, Tristan. Uh, a really nice little episode to uh, get us underway in 2022. Uh, your overall thoughts on the episode, Sean? Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was a very good episode. We got to see um, a little bit more of some people that we've only just had a taste of, and uh, we did get to see some good in-ring action, some nice and some nice matches. And uh, yeah, sure, we had the uh, uh, we had the almost a rebuttal from uh, from Banjo, even though we, I don't think we've personally singled him out. But uh, hey, that's up to him. But all in all, I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, hey, look, talking about Banjo, um, before we finish this episode of the podcast, I thought we'd um, touch on the Russell Strong Dojo End of Year Awards um, that were given out last year, late last year, um, which saw um, the Wrestler of the Year, Match of the Year, the Excellence Award, and also the Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll start with the Rookie because... Sean, this is someone that you actually mentioned to look out for in 2022. Yep. Metal, Corey, the heavyweight of heavy metal. Wait, is that correct? Or is it the heavy? Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, the heavyweight you got of heavy, heavy metal? in there. You got heavy twice. So, yeah, that's, that's right. Yep. That's right. And he uh, he's definitely deserves it. He's been very impressive as a rookie. You, you wouldn't tell um, when we talk about, you know, the enthusiasm and wrestling the right way he's the one of the ones who exudes those characteristics so i'm really looking forward to more metal Corey in the ring yeah and then there was also the excellence award uh which went to someone who's thoroughly deserving of this particular award and that was adam Vicar. yep yep uh, you will find no arguments for me or 99 percent of the population uh you can never question what Adam, uh, what he brings to the table, whether it be in the ring, whether it be in promotional work, whether it be in charity work, what he does is fantastic. So there's a very deserving winner there. Yeah, definitely. As someone who goes over and beyond when it comes to, um, you know, fighting for his cause, um, but also just an all-around good guy. So, yeah, very, very deserving of that award. We also had the match of the year. And funnily enough, Sean, 
the match of the year from the previous year, Wrestle Strong Dojo, also featured both these wrestlers. And the match of the year for 2021 was Dean Draven taking on our Master Blake in that unfortunate heavyweight championship match, uh, which saw Dean Draven pick up the win, although controversially. Um, look, hey, match of the year, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, we discussed it uh, after the episode had aired. It, it was without the finish. It was a fantastic match, an absolute barn burner. Uh, you want to show anybody what WrestleStrong Dojo is about, you show them that match. And, and then, you know, obviously explain that the finish kind of, you know, hurts us all a little inside. Mm-hmm. That does. And, you know, we still are um, recovering from that. Uh, we'll heal in time, no doubt. Um, but, you know, wrestler of the year. Um, I actually made uh, this call for wrestler of the year. Um, you know, I sort of wish I didn't now after, you know, what he said about us. <laughs> but uh, wrestler of the year was Banjo Powers. Yeah. And uh, that's a funny thing, too. Like, Banjo seems to only remember the bad stuff we say about him and uh, none of the good stuff, like you picking him for wrestler of the year or when both of us uh, gave him all the credit in that wonderful match against uh, Ryan Miller just recently. So, look, I don't know where he's getting all his information from or his distorted view, but we've always been fans of Banjo Powers and what he brings in the ring. So, uh, can't can't question what they were thinking of when they handed it to him. He definitely had a great 2021. Yeah, and look, um, although we may call out um, Banjo for some of the things that he does that we don't agree with. Ultimately, we are always praising Banjo Pals for the work that he does in the ring. Um, you know, very deserving of wrestler of the year. Although I'll always say bad things about him, you know, with the antics that he does, I'm definitely not going to say bad things about him when it comes to his wrestling ability. Oh, God, no. Um, he was a double champ. I mean, you don't just fall into that. Uh, you don't find that at the bottom of a cereal packet. You got to earn that in the ring. And the fact that he managed to get two pieces of gold around leather around his waist goes to show what kind of talent he has. And now he's got that trophy of uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo rest of the year to go with that gold. Yes, he does. And that was the Wrestle Strong Dojo end of year awards. Um... And it's good to see too that uh, we won the best podcast uh, for Wrestle Strong Dojo. So go us, hey? Yes, the unofficial winners of the the best Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast. <laughs> hey, if we want to make it official, I'll, I'll go buy a trophy. Oh, and don't worry, I'll put it on all our um, social media and that. So, yeah, we'll definitely play on that. Anyway, Sean, thanks once again for joining us. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you again next week. No worries. Thank you so much, Elliot. And thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year. Stay safe, and I hope you guys have a lovely 2022. Plenty more Wrestle Strong Dojo to come.